0: Good Sunday morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise radio show with our favorite money guy Ray Lance who helps us achieve financial prosperity how well I'm glad you asked by uh, implementing some very smart strategies and uh, also through his experiences of protecting
1: our family and our assets that's how Ray good morning Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise, and thank you so much for listening every week. And the first thing I want to say this morning is happy Veterans Day for everyone who is a veteran, because Mm -hmm. on uh, Tuesday, November 11th, we will again be celebrating Veterans Day in this country. It's a very important time. It's a very important day. We obviously have some parades we're going to talk about a little bit, but... They're really to celebrate and memorialize everyone who has served in the military service. And so we have with us this morning um, one of my dear friends and Masonic brothers and uh, veteran of the United States Navy, Jim Cochran. Good morning, Ray. Good good morning, Morning, Jim. Uh, Good morning.
0: Great to have you here, Jim. Thank you.
1: Jim is our veterans agent from the town of Fairhaven, and he's always been uh, good enough to be on the radio with us and talk about Veterans Day. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Veterans Day and how it began and why it's so important. And um, I noticed something really interesting just the last couple of days. Uh, many nations celebrate Veterans Day, which actually began with World War One or at the end of World War One. And they just had recently on the television, I didn't catch the first part of it, in Great Britain – they're celebrating uh, the 100th anniversary of World War One by planting ceramic poppies, red ceramic poppies, and I believe it's around Windsor Castle. It's a very, very impressive display. They were going to take, take the flowers down at the end of a few days, but there's so many thousands and thousands of people who want to see it. They're going to keep it up longer as a very touching tribute and memorial to veterans. What I found most interesting, and it's amazing what the distance of 100 years does, in Great Britain alone, they planted all these ceramic flowers, one for each uh, veteran from Great Britain only who died in World War One. There's over 800,000 flowers planted. They had more than 800,000 British veterans alone amazing. who died in World War One, And we just forget those staggering numbers for... World War One because it's too far in the past. Mm-hmm. We have to remember all those important dates. And when I was watching that, I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, this is incredible. Not only is it a very moving display, but when you think about the fact that more than 800,000 people from Great Britain alone died in World War One, think of what their lives might have been, what contributions they might have made to society, and just that enormous number of people gone but we all owe a great debt of of, uh, gratitude for every veteran everyone who served in the military service and Jim thank you so much for being here and thank you for your service in the Navy now tell me first of all what did you do in the Navy
2: I was actually an electrician's mate believe it or not okay I spent uh, I spent five years uh, in in the Navy back in the 60s
1: and I know Uh, you were a petty officer second class uh, that's correct E5 and that was an E5 E-5. Yeah. And w- when I served in the Marine Corps Reserve, I was also an E-5. Oh, great. So you didn't know that about me. We were no, both I did not. the same rank. So did not know that. What that means is that I don't have to salute you, and you don't have to salute <laughs> That's me. That's right. <laughs> Phil, we'll salute Phil this morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I will honor you back, and all of our veterans. So, Phil, I'd like to begin, as I often do, with uh, some interesting quotations that I find. And one is from a famous Greek philosopher who said... I count him braver who overcomes his desires, than him who conquers his enemies, for the hardest victory is the victory over self.
0: Mm. Right. That that to me sounds like Socrates.
1: Actually, it was Aristotle? Aristotle. Yep, that was Aristotle, and he said that on uh, November five, twenty fourteen. No, no, he said that <laughs> a few thousand years ago, actually. <laughs> that
0: was the other Aristotle. Oh, no. That was the other Aristotle. <laughs>
1: But a lot of people have commented on important subjects like courage and bravery and things that we honor all of our veterans for. Uh, even Ernest Hemingway, for example, wrote, courage is grace under pressure. Mm-hmm. So think about that one for a minute. Yep. And one of my favorites was uh, Teddy Roosevelt. He's He's been a hero of mine. I've, re- I've read many of his biographies and um uh, Teddy Roosevelt said something very interesting. Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much, because they live in the gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Mm-hmm. And he was an interesting man, of course, and he was, he was a military man, he was a soldier, he was a buffalo hunter, he was... I'm not sure what else he was. Well, besides being a a, a president of the United States, of course. And I'm going to give you one other quotation that deals with uh, patriotism by another one of our U.S. presidents. Calvin Coolidge said, Patriotism is easy to understand in America. It means looking out for yourself by looking out for your country. Mm -hmm. And I like that quotation. I do, too. So we're going to talk today about Veterans Day and how did Veterans Day begin and why is it important that we remember veterans and honor veterans. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the programs that uh, you're involved with, Jim, as veterans agent in the town of Fairhaven. And I think it's true, isn't it not, Jim, that every city and town in Massachusetts is mandated to have a veterans agent?
2: Uh, That's correct. There are a few cities and towns that are combined because of the low population, and we call mm-hmm. those districts, there's several up on the Cape, but by far and large, every town hall has a veteran's agent uh, to serve like I, I, I do, yes. And if
1: there is a, a veteran or a spouse of a veteran, for example, for a, a veteran who's deceased, who's interested in knowing more about what rights the veteran has, they should make their first stop the veteran's agent. The Absolutely. Zone. Okay. Absolutely. Do you think most people actually do that? Do you think most people will seek out and try to find
2: out what rights and benefits they have as a veteran? Not most people. I find that a lot of the members from our greatest generation, World War II, and mm-hmm. those that served uh, right after that, are reluctant to receive help, you know, even though they may need it. Uh, it's a very, very proud group of people. And I do have a number of World War II veterans and spouses or widows, and uh, it's uh it, it's really gratifying to help them because I love that generation. I love those people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just so honest and forthright, and and uh, I can't do enough for them.
1: You know? no, I agree fully. A few years ago, I had on this radio program my uncle, who right now is ninety-one, and he was in the army in World War II in the Battle of the Bulge, and he's still living and with us, uh, fortunately, and still in good shape and good health. And uh, you know, I respect. Everything that he did, he also received some distinguished medals. Um, He got a bronze star in the Battle of the Bulge. And for him, he just diminishes it. He has uh, a heightened sense of modesty, as a lot of that generation did. That's right. And he simply said, well, a lot of people got the bronze star in the Battle of the Bulge. But not everybody did, and (laughs) he certainly did. So Veterans Day actually uh, began shortly after the time of the Great War, as it was called, World War One, and the treaty to settle that war was signed off on uh, June 28, 1919, in, outside of Versailles, France. Uh, fighting had ceased a little bit earlier than that, and the actual cessation of hostilities went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, which was November 11 at 11 o'clock, on 1918, and of course they thought at that time that the World War One was the Great War. It was the war to end all wars. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, and that didn't become the case. So for many years, um, the what we now know as Veterans Day was called Armistice Day, and um, President Wilson. In 1919, proclaimed November 11 as the first commemoration of Armistice Day, and he said something I thought was kind of interesting. He said, "To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service, and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us, and because of the opportunity it has given America." to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of the nations so the original celebration was really called armistice day and it was celebrated typically with parades and public meetings and normally all business suspended at 11 o'clock on armistice day which we now as know as veterans day unfortunately that's not the case today right and then in uh, 1926 congress also passed a joint resolution uh, commemorating uh, that particular day, November 11th, and declaring it to be a legal holiday, and uh, for many, many years, again, it was still called Armistice Day. I'm trying to recall, um, I guess, on when pre- President Dwight D. Eisenhower issued the first Veterans Day proclamation, and uh, I won't go into his speech at that time and what he said, But at that point, not only was it a public holiday, but it began to be called Veterans Day. And uh, that's what we know today. Now, I know there's some events taking place in the community on uh, Veterans Day on Tuesday, November 11th. I know uh, New Bedford is having a parade, and I know that uh, Fairhaven's having a parade. So I'll just give you a little bit of information about that, and hopefully you'll have a chance to go out not just to watch a parade but to remember why the parade exists and to honor and celebrate the veterans who pass by you. Remember, uh, gentlemen, if you're wearing a cap, a ball cap that day, or any kind of a hat, when the larger American flags go by, please remove your hat and put your hand over your heart and acknowledge the flag that's passing by. Um, A lot of people today don't follow that uh, symbolism, and it's very important. So on uh, Tuesday, November 11th in New Bedford, the parade begins at 11 o'clock in the morning. It kicks off at Rockdale Avenue and Union Street, and I'm not sure where it ends, Uh, Phil. Maybe you might know that. I'm not sure. But if not, um, in Fairhaven the same day, Tuesday, November 11th at 10 o'clock in the morning, the parade begins at Main Street uh, from Oxford School, and it goes south to Fairhaven High School, And in Fairhaven, the annual parade will be followed by a brief ceremony. There will be a cannon firing at the Fairhaven High School. And uh, visitors are welcome to line up at uh, Livesey Park at 9 o'clock in the morning. So there won't be any other ceremonies like uh, Klasky Park, for example. That's done on Memorial Day. So if you have an opportunity to honor your veteran, honor all veterans by attending one of the parades, please do so. Jim, does your office get involved in the Veterans Day Parade in Fairhaven at all?
2: Somewhat. Uh, we owe a great deal to Jerry Payette of uh, Fairhaven, who organized the very first uh, Veterans Day Parade uh, four or five years ago. Absolutely. And, awesome. and he, uh, he does a lot for that. He plans everything. He gets the uh, the people out, and he does a marvelous job. Uh, right now, the only thing that my office does to help Jerry is to uh, help him design the handouts, the brochures, and we have them printed uh, so they can be handed out at the memorial service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, there was an article just last week on November 5th in the Standard Times talking about uh, the parade in Fairhaven. It was a really nice article, as a matter of fact. And it said that uh, retired Army Sergeant First Class William Cleagle will be the guest speaker at the town's Veterans Day Parade. And um, I believe he served in Afghanistan, or no, he was in Iraq. He,
2: he may have been in both. I know he, he was deployed several times.
1: Yep, actually, um, yes, I'm not sure either, but uh, I know that he did serve at least in Iraq. Yes. So he's going to be the guest speaker, and that should be uh, interesting.
2: Yes, um, I know, Bill. He's a pretty neat guy.
1: Yeah, uh, he served apparently uh, two tours in Iraq. Uh, in nineteen ninety 1990 and nineteen ninety one and again in two thousand four and two thousand five and what 's interesting when you read the story about him so it would be interesting to hear him be the speaker was that he looked upon his uh time spent in Iraq as an opportunity to reach out and help people, let them know that uh America stood to give them hope and as to look at his quotation, and it wasn 't just there to be fighting as an aggressor. And that's uh, pretty impressive. So I guess uh, Jerry Payette that you've mentioned, who served in Vietnam, uh, selected him as the speaker for this this week's uh, coming event on Correct. Veterans Day. yes. So that's nice. That should be interesting. And uh, hopefully you can attend, folks, and listen to some of these speakers. Mm-hmm. So Veterans Day is a time to honor people. There are events taking place in Middleborough as well. And the Middleborough Veterans Council is going to be honoring the uh, Commander Master Chief Petty Officer, a retired uh, Fran Creaney, who died six months ago after uh, battling cancer for a while, a distinguished veteran in the community of Middleborough. So please take the time to spend some time not just shopping and taking a day off and so forth, but spend some time to honor your veterans. Now... Let's talk about some of the work that you do, Jim, as veterans' agent. What does a veterans' agent do, and what kind of services and programs might be available for veterans who are listening today?
2: Well, there's a wild, wide array of services. Uh, the, one of the main things that we do is run the Chapter 115 program, which is aid to any uh, veterans or widow or family that has financial problems or perhaps medical problems and mm-hmm. they can't just can't afford it. So we can we can actually bring them in and, and work out a budget and we're able to give them a stipend a, each month to help them their living expenses and we pay one hundred percent of their medical I which see. is a big thing. We take care of the insurances, the co pays and that type of thing. Who's
0: this for exactly?
2: I'm sorry? Who is this for exactly? Veterans, their families mm-hmm. or families and and or spouse sorry tongue-tied there uh so we take care of the widows we're not va we're department of veteran services the va is geared more towards the veteran we're good geared towards the veteran and the family interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: so you can actually provide not only the veterans but their dependents if they're eligible
2: qualified dependents yes yep Mm -hmm.
1: and spouses with financial assistance um, medical insurance Uh, you also help them i guess provide for va benefits
2: that's correct. We do broker all the VA services, such as uh, pensions, compensations, uh, getting into the VA medical system, uh, which is a very important thing. We'll we'll do all the paperwork for them.
1: Now, who provides the funding for the services that the local vet, uh, local veterans offices um, provides? Is it state, or is it town, or a
2: combination? Combination. Uh, okay. Basically, the way it works is we take on the clients, we pay all the bills and from the uh, from the coffers of Fairhaven but the state will reimburse uh, 75% of that and that's the state department of veteran services hmm. so even though we may spend uh $1000 let's say we're going to get 750 of that back into the coffers mm-hmm. so uh, it it's pretty it's pretty nice the state state taking the the bulk of the payments sure.
1: you know i i think it, you probably know this much more than i do jim but I've seen so many situations in which veterans don't even know that they have rights and benefits that they're entitled to. Um, I have a case right now um, it's a a couple, husband and wife. I've done financial planning work for them over the years, and um, I guess I didn't know that he was a veteran or I thought he was receiving veterans' benefits. He never really talked about it much. But I suggested that he go talk to his uh, veterans' um, agent. He lives on the Cape. And he winters in Florida in a mobile home. And although he has other sources of income, by him simply going to the office and making that simple inquiry, uh, they made application to him for with the Federal Veterans Administration. He's now getting 2000 dollars a month that he didn't even know he was entitled to. And he also got some back compensation as well. And it's enormous, and it's made a huge difference in his life. Not everybody will qualify that for that, obviously, but you know, I was surprised, and he was not only surprised and pleased. What a difference in
2: somebody's retirement income to be entitled to that. Well, that would be the federal VA system. Right. Our, our system works a little differently. Uh, we look at their budget, of course, what their income is, and we work at the 200% of the federal poverty level. Mm-hmm. So if, if we have somebody that comes in whose uh, monthly income is around – 1100 or i'm sorry yearly income is uh 1100 11945 okay uh we can probably do something for them if it is over that then it's it becomes a little touchy there is a possibility that we could do what's called a spin down and we could still pay their medical but they would be responsible for uh, a small copy at the beginning of the month okay mm-hmm. so and i know you also give information
1: on uh, helping uh, veterans find employment or uh, food bank
2: assistance and fuel assistance and things like that too i believe yes we do yes we do uh, we we do give a stipend for qualified veterans of two hundred and seventy nine dollars a month. I know that doesn't sound like a lot of money, especially with today's fuel prices. But it helps everything. It helps, helps and they're also probably eligible for PACE, even mm-hmm. though that we're giving them mm-hmm. that. Uh, and uh, I, uh, what, I have a number of clients. What about the spouses? Now, what
0: what kind of uh, benefits can they receive? The same benefits, and that is very interesting. Same benefits, yeah. Maybe we can uh, cover that when we return.
1: Yes, we'll be back in just a minute. We have a lot more to talk about. And the most important message for everyone listening today is that if you are a veteran, make sure you go to one of your veteran agents' offices and get proper information. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the other things the veterans are entitled to. And we thank you for your service. We will be right back.
0: Welcome back to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise Radio Show with Ray Lance, who's a protector of your money and assets and helps us all create and preserve wealth. And that is the most important thing after working all of our lives so hard.
1: It's great to see you again, Ray. Thank you, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're talking this morning not only with uh, Phil Paliologos, but also with Jim Cochran, who's the veterans agent from the town of Fairhaven, and if anybody would like information uh, from my office, just give us a call at 508-998-8858. We also have a lot of information on uh, veterans' benefits. Um, you may or may not know that uh, Attorney Tenny Lance in the law firm uh, operation is a certified veterans' specialist, and so she's able to point people in the direction of programs and tell them what they're entitled to. That has come into play a lot when... Maybe the veteran has died and the widow is in just doing routine questions and answers about trust administration, for example. And then Tenny will suggest to them, Have you looked into what veterans' benefits you're entitled to? And many times they're not even aware of it. The other interesting component of that is Tenny stays current on those areas of the law, but the way the system works, she's not allowed to charge even a dollar for any of the services relating to what she can do for veterans. It's it's prohibited. So it's simply one more service that she provides, but there's no cost to the person seeking that information. So by all means, give her a call. Give her office a call if you'd like, and she'll be happy to help you. You know, Jim, in, in getting prepared for this show today, I was looking at some information. There are so many things available to veterans that people may or may not know about. Uh, I know, for example, in the town of Dartmouth, um, if you're a resident of Dartmouth and you're disabled, you might be eligible for a free resident beach sticker uh, if you're a disabled veteran. And I don't think it has to be 100% disability. I think it can be any percentage of disability. The other thing I've seen a lot of uh, lately is I've seen people who have been um, recognizing that they have some service-connected health issue But often it doesn't manifest itself until later in life. Uh, Think of Vietnam and Agent Orange uh, as an example. And many people will develop cancer, unfortunately, and sometimes that's related to being exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam. And if they can show a causal relationship and if they had been exposed to that, they can be entitled to uh, receive a certain level of disability from the VA or they can have whatever level of disability they have upgraded. And that can be That's correct, yeah. very, very important. Now, let me ask a question. Maybe you, if you don't know the answer, then I apologize for asking. But I th- think I learned recently that if you had a veteran who was, say, 80% disabled and had some kind of a pension, a disability pension, that would not necessarily continue for his widow, for example, if he died. But if it was 100% disability then that pension would continue for the spouse afterwards.
2: 100% disabled, uh, especially if they die from their uh, the causal factors of the wound Service-connected. Yes. They can file what we call a DIC. It's a, it's a widow's uh, okay. pension. And they would be able to continue. That.
1: Okay. So that's really important for anybody yes. listening who might have a partial disability. And because of metal, medical technology and being able to trace causation, uh, they might be able to have their disability status upgraded, which will now create a benefit for their spouse that they are going to leave behind at some t- point.
2: That's correct. And you can still get a DIC even though you're not 100%, but you have to have the documentation and such where the person actually died of the uh, service-connected mm. disability. Mm-hmm. So you, you could be at 20 or 30% and you would still be eligible for that.
1: There are a lot of things that are important just to keep tabs on. For example... I not only served in the Marine Corps, but so did my grandfather, my father, and my son. We've got four generations, as I've mentioned a few times on the radio, that have served in the Marine Corps, and we just have recently, this past week, celebrated our annual Marine Corps birthday party, which is always good, fun, very respectful, and at 7 o'clock, when they read the Commandant's message and call everybody to attention, you can hear a pin drop in the room. Everybody Mm -hmm. snaps to attention. They're big... Your belly guts are hanging out, but they're still a Marine in their brains. <laughs> you know, once a Marine, always a Marine, even if you can't do push-ups anymore. <laughs> but um, just just remember that there's so many things you can do to help celebrate Veterans Day. Uh, go to the Fort Tabor Museum. Uh, that's free admission, and if you have never been there, that's a wonderful thing to do also on Veterans Day. There are many programs available. If you have a veteran in your household who's not able to find a job, they might be able to receive benefits to help them set up their own business, and there are programs available for that. Government contractors, I don't know if you know it or not, but the highest degree of minority participation in the country is not Hispanic, it's not black or African American, It's a service-connected disabled veteran has a higher level of preference than any other category of preference in this country, and that could be true for doing government contracting, for example. So if you are in that category of being a veteran, especially if you're a service-connected disabled veteran, make sure you know your rights and make sure you know your benefits, and um In Dartmouth, you can go to the town hall. The veteran service officer there is Roy Oliveira. In uh, Acushnet, it's Ronald Cormier. In Fairhaven, it's James Cochran. Correct. Who's right beside us (laughs) today. And uh, New Bedford, it's Christopher Gomes. Christopher Gomes, I know himself, is a disabled uh, veteran. uh, Mm A very nice man. And uh, so if you need that information... Uh, Go go visit your town hall or we'll be happy to provide it for you. You know, one of the things that's happening in our community and a lot of organizations, corporations, if you have a veteran status, if you have any kind of a discharge paper, veterans card, service card, and you go to Home Depot or you go to Lowe's, they give you a 10% discount off virtually everything that you purchase there. And I bet there's people listening right now who didn't know that. I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. should take advantage of it.
2: I do get a lot of calls on that. And unfortunately, uh, places like Home Depot and Lowe's are looking for the VA card through the medical system. Mm-hmm. So not just any card will do. I see. And now I found out that uh, I was at Home Depot and now you must be a service-connected have a service connected disability, ah, which I, I do, see. but but you have to have that in order to get the 10%. Home Depot has
1: tightened up their requirements and Very gotten much. tougher, and I think that that's unfortunate. And I know yeah. that that has caused some people to go to Lowe's instead of Home Depot. As yeah, a Lowe's, result of that. Lowe's
2: uh, has never questioned me. They saw no. my card and just, uh, mm-hmm. but they've so really scrutinized it at Home Depot. <laughs>
1: interesting. Wow. If yeah. there's anybody listening who's working for Home Depot, they maybe ought to change their policy because it's not. It's not as veteran-friendly as Lowe's no. is, for example. No. You know, there are many uh, restaurants around that will give uh, discounts on uh, Veterans Day for veterans. Or free dinners. Or free dinners. It's free dinners at many restaurants. Yep, yes. I know uh, Applebee's is one. Yes. Uh, they serve thousands and thousands of meals free on Veterans, Days, McCormick
0: on veterans Day. McCormick and Schmick uh, in uh, Providence. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. They've been doing it for 15, 20 years.
1: Denny's restaurant on November 11th we'll say we'll let you uh, free build your own Grand Slam sandwich from uh, five a.m. until noon for all active, inactive, and retired military personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many of them. Chili's, uh, certainly Applebee's in our community. Um, Hooters is one of my favorites. <laughs> um, you get a free meal and a free view, I guess. View?
2: uh, (laughs) uh, I know nothing. Decorative (laughs)
0: It's
1: Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about Veterans Day. So, um, Outback Steakhouse um, offers a free blooming onion and a non alcoholic beverage. Mm -hmm. So, just check out. And by the way, there's websites, just check out uh, Veterans Day free meals and discounts. So, there are many organizations that reach out that do want to recognize the service of veterans. And, um, of course, there'll be ceremonies in Washington, D.C. And, you know, we just encourage people to participate in any of these things that you can.
2: Well, yesterday, uh, Fairhaven Council on Aging had a wonderful dinner for veterans. It's all free for any veteran that served. Nice. And yeah. It's sponsored by uh, Citizens Citizens Bank. Excuse yeah, me. That's a wonderful annual, I, event. I, yes, annual event. Yes, annual event. It's usually the Wednesday or Thursday prior to yep. Veterans Day, and it's really a good time. and And uh, I would hope that every every veteran out there would take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Jim, do you have
1: any involvement with the Veterans Transition House in New Bedford? I
2: sponsored do somewhat. Uh, I, I don't work there, of course, but I do have I do communicate with them on certain cases, and uh, they refer to me. Uh, you know, certain clients that need help from my area, and uh, yeah.
1: Could you describe a little bit about, about what they do? I know they handle uh, homeless and at-risk
2: veterans. That's correct. Right. It, I, I don't know a whole lot about their everyday, uh, what, what they're doing every day, but any veteran that has uh, substance abuse problems mm-hmm. or anything like that, they will give them a place to live and a little job to do help them find employment, help treat their addiction, and that type of thing. And they're they're very, good, very good people there.
1: Very good people. You know what I've done in the past? Um, I mean, being a male and being you know, a certain height and weight and so forth, I've brought clothing that I'm no longer using that's still useful, and i brought bags and bags of clothing down there before. And sometimes they'll make it available, coats and things like that, to the veterans that are there, and then what they can't use and they dispose of. But they are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Uh, they were actually created in 1990 by a group of Vietnam veterans and community leaders. So if you want to make a donation to Veterans Transition House as a way to help recognize and provide assistance for people who have served the country but yet also have some issues themselves, and as Jim said, it could be substance abuse, it could be alcohol. It or could be
2: mental it could be anything, Sure, uh, anything that's affecting the veteran. And, by the way, I get a number of calls uh, each year about donating clothing or foodstuffs or things, and I tell them the Veterans Transition House. But if they're more comfortable, they can bring it to my office, and I will make sure it gets to the Veterans Transition House. Where is house. that? Good. That's a good option The offer. town hall, first mm-hmm. floor town hall, Veterans Office is, is marked up pretty good. But in Fairhaven. In Fairhaven. I'd be very happy to get it over there.
1: Good. Yeah. And by the way, the Veterans Transition House is located at 20 Willis Street, New Bedford. Correct. I know one of the things that the uh, Masonic organizations do on a combined basis is they, they invite all the veterans from the Veterans Transition House to come to an annual uh, Thanksgiving Day dinner or annual holiday dinner, we call it. It's a full turkey dinner. It's usually done around the first weekend in December. I don't have the Correct. date right now. And all the veterans get together. I usually cook two turkeys every year. Um, my wife helps me. <laughs> <laughs> she she does the cooking and I do the delivery. Uh-huh. I hear you. <laughs> but then you bring the turkeys in and there's a whole team of people and they cut them up and they get yeah. them in pans ready for uh, heating and rewarming and service and serving. And there are people peeling potatoes and cooking vegetables. And then on that particular day, we just see loads and loads of people come in, and it's, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of that. Sure. That's um, great
2: because our, our lodge, Tabor Lodge in Fairhaven, we collect foodstuffs also. And this year, uh, again, we're going to be giving it to the Congregational Church because that's really the only food bank we have left in Fairhaven, I believe. Uh, the others moved to a cushion and such. Right. But a number of veterans do receive those baskets. So if you have any <coughs> donations of uh, foodstuffs, Drop them by the congregational church. It's at uh, oh, twenty-four forty-two. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of <laughs> the address. Thirty-four, thirty-four uh, 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 Center Street in Fairhaven, mm-hmm. and Town Hall is right next door. If you can't get into the church, see me in my office. I'll make sure it mm-hmm. gets into a food basket for a veteran.
1: Good, perfect. That's wonderful. And I, su- I assume people could also bring. Clothing and food, or even money donations directly to the Veterans Transition House. Yes. Um, is uh, Jim Reed still the executive director there? Do you know? Yep. As far as I know, he is. He's, I, a, he's a good man. A few he's new
2: people there. I assume he's still there. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he's a, he was a chief warrant officer um, uh, in the uh, Air Force, I believe, but I'm not sure. Um, but uh, he was also a an Army Blackhawk helicopter pilot, which is. Oh pretty impressive i mean he has a very impressive background so um, they do a lot of good for a lot of people they try to help out veterans you can do some things ladies and gentlemen to help them and we give discounts even in our own office for somebody who has served in the military service and who's been a veteran they're just really good things to do phil have you have you ever heard the story of the four chaplains you might have heard that story before uh, possibly in of your course. own masonic background
0: oh absolutely yeah
1: that's an interesting story won't go into a lot of detail but in 1943 mm-hmm. there was an army transport uh carrying army troops called the dorchester they were in a convey convoy moving across the atlantic and it was actually a converted luxury liner it was crowded it had 900 servicemen merchant seamen it was only 150 miles away from its destination when a German submarine uh, spotted the ship and fired torpedoes on it, and the boat started to go down. And there was panic. It's a great story. It's told um, often in the Scottish Rite Branch of the Masonic Fraternity. It's a true story, and um, sometimes it's reenacted as a play. But with all the chaos and the pandemonium that was occurring, um, there were four army chaplains. There was uh, Lieutenant Fox, who was a Methodist minister. There was Lieutenant Good, who was a Jewish rabbi. Lieutenant Washington, who was a Roman Catholic priest. And there was Lieutenant Poling, who was a Dutch Reformed minister. And they started calming everybody down. And they actually gave up their own life jackets and life vests. There weren't enough to some of the troops going into the water. And at the very end when the ship was going down, they were not able to get off. And they sang hymns and sang and said prayers as the boat was going down. And these four chaplains from all different denominations were linked arm in arm as the boat was sinking. It's, it's a true story, and it's an amazing story. It really is. We tell that story sometimes in our, our lodge activities that we do. Yeah, the courage and the example, the courage, inspiration. Absolutely. But our message today, ladies and gentlemen, is if you are a veteran and you don't know exactly what your rights are, remember that you do have rights and benefits. If you're in Fairhaven, go see uh, Jim Cochran. If you're in your other city or town, go see your veterans' agents and find out what your benefits are. Because these benefits exist for you. You know, Teddy Roosevelt um, served in the military. He actually created his own little military branch. He was also the founder, the really founder of the modern Navy in this country. Really? Yes, he was Secretary of the Navy and then, of course, later President. And he believed that it was important that the United States create a more modern Navy. And he, he arm-twisted Congress, and he got the the money available And he's really the founder of the modern Navy. But he wrote one time, No man is worth his salt who is not ready at all times to risk his body, to risk his well-being, to risk his life in a great cause. And I suggest to everyone listening today that anyone who has served in the military, whether they saw combat, whether they were in the reserves, whether they were in harm's way or not, They were ready to serve, and then, of course, many were in harm's way. So take the time on November 11th to say thank you to a veteran. Very, very important. And I have to come back full stream on this, full circle, to a Greek philosopher, Homer. And Homer said, he serves me most who serves his country best. Beautiful. So even back in ancient Greek times... Wait a minute, we are in ancient Greek times, aren't we, (laughs) Phil? (laughs) Well, not quite yet. Uh. (laughs) But even in ancient Greek times, you know, the idea of service and service of country is very important. Oh, sure. You know, one message I'd like to leave also today is to tell folks that um, if it weren't for the actions and the service of veterans in every branch of the military service, including the Merchant Marine the Coast Guard, the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, um, the Marine Corps, um, every one of them, men and women alike, if it weren't for everyone's service, we would not be living in the peace and in the country that we have today. So if you ever want to remember what Veterans Day is about, it's about your liberty and your ability to live in a country as blessed as ours is, and we owe it to the veterans um, all throughout our history. So take some time and celebrate veterans. So, Jim, what are you doing on
2: Veterans Day, putting you on the spot? Unfortunately, I'm leaving early Tuesday morning to go to West Virginia. We okay. have a, a serious family illness. Oh, I'm sorry to hear well, that. Well, my father's the only one left, and he's not doing well, so mm. I'm hoping he lasts our until then. Our prayers open. are with yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. And you, you mentioned mariners. I, I, I do want to bring up one thing. Emergent mariners from World War II— if they served on a ship as a mariner, mm-hmm. yeah, they are eligible to apply for a Coast Guard discharge, How which would then make them eligible for VE benefits.
1: That's really important information. Now, I, wow. I
2: did a number of those uh, about ten years ago when the program came out, and I haven't done any for three or four years. Uh, but uh, if there are any yeah. merchant mariners out there that would like to, and we have a lot eligible. in this area, we certainly do. I've mm-hmm. met a couple this week. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah.
1: That's extremely yeah. useful information, and I did not know that. Yes, yeah.
2: Uh, you know, it, it's either, the paperwork all has to be there. They have to have all the documentation from the ship they served on sure. or the ship served, mm-hmm. uh, what they did. And we can put all that together in a package and send it off to the Coast Guard and get a discharge. And a DD-214. Yeah,
1: that's outstanding. Yeah. It yeah. really is. What a great opportunity. I mean, I think anybody listening to the show today who has someone like that in their family or may have served in the Merchant Marine Gosh, that one piece of information alone is is huge. You bet. Yeah. And they just contact you, Jim? Sure. And uh, once again, where?
2: Any questions, call me at 508-979-4024. That's 508-979-4024, extension 114 or 115. Or visit the town hall right on the first floor, last door on the left. You can see the Veterans sign above the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody knows where I am, so... uh, Please come in and see me.
1: And by the way, if you're not sure whether you qualify as a veteran or not, you can ask any veterans agent, somebody like Jim Cochran in Fairhaven, or we can also give you information. There's information on the Secretary of the Commonwealth's uh, website, which is definitions of Massachusetts veterans. I'm not going to go into that now, but it's available. If anybody wants a copy of that, uh, give my office a call. We'll be happy to send that to you. Just call us at 508 Eight eight five eight, and we can provide that. Well, I know my son, at least, is uh, marching in the parade with the Marine Corps League. And Peter, if you're listening today or whoever's listening, I would like to just tell everyone how proud I am of my own son. Um, There was a, a team that he helped put together, but he was really the driving force that put together the Marine Corps League and reconstituted it. Uh, in the area, we now have close to 60 former Marines who are members of the Marine Corps League. Uh, mm-hmm. They participate in uh, details for uh, funeral and serv- funeral and burial services. They participate in toys for tots, do something for children, and contribute a brand new unwrapped toy for toys for tots. The state police have a collection center on Font's Corner Road. Many many locations. Most importantly, take some time to thank a vet. And um, we will close today by saying to every veteran who has served, thank you for your service. Amen. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We will be back with you again next week. And next week we're expecting to talk about Medicare and Medicare benefits and the open enrollment period. If you're already enrolled and you want to consider switching and what your opportunities are there, but there are a lot of confusion about that subject. So. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Ray. You're welcome, and thank you for having
0: me. We look forward to your listening in next Sunday. Brought to you by USA Wealth Group, Ray Lance, ladies and gentlemen, making it his goal to help you create and protect your wealth. Until next Sunday, take care, everybody.